0: You've always been, like, I think the person I follow on Instagram that puts out the widest range of content, I think. And, like, videos, like, Instagram videos, YouTube videos, you know, all of your posts, and now the podcasts. Yeah, you're really trying at this, it's great.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of my podcast, Tom Sips Into Conversation With. This week on the episode, I have Phoebe from What Fee Made. Phoebe's a very talented knitter, she's uh, just finished university, but... We recorded this episode back at the beginning of the year when we were still in lockdown and she was uh, still studying. She recorded this episode in her student accommodation and I was using uh, my older microphone which uh, so the audio quality isn't the best at times uh, but it's still a really good conversation so I hope you all enjoy. In this conversation we talk about uh, what she's studying at university uh, and how that's been during the kind of pandemic We talk about other hobbies that she has. We talk about her knitting projects and how she got into knitting. We also talk about uh, pets as well because she's got a very cute cat and we've obviously got a dog and kind of adopted a cat. And we also talk about our love for the Fibre community, how great it is to have a really nice calming effect when the world is uh, a bit chaotic at times. I'll be back in the middle of the conversation with a little update from Phoebe. And then I'll be back at the end of the conversation with just a little bit more chat and a bit more of an update. Uh, but for now, we sift into the conversation with me asking Phoebe how she's doing.
0: I'm well. Um, third lockdown's getting to me a bit, you know, as I'm sure it is everyone. But overall, on a day-to-day level, I'm quite good.
1: That's good. Yeah. Um, how've, uh, what have you been up to today?
0: Uh, well, I'm a student, so I've had a couple of lectures, a couple of meetings for my dis. Um, a lot of work. And then I started my new project. I'm trying to make a crochet patchwork bl- blanket. Um, fingers crossed it goes well, but crochet isn't the medium I usually choose. <laughs> so could also just be frogged and put back into my yarn stash. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's try it again as a knitted piece rather than a crochet piece. Yeah. What are you studying?
0: Psychology at Durham. Yeah, it's very interesting. and very lucky.
1: <laughs> yeah, are you... Are you from Durham originally? Or uh, no, I'm from
0: Yorkshire originally. Um, so not too far away, but I moved up to Durham um, in my first year and I've been here for this month, now my third year. So a little while.
1: Cool. I was kind of getting a hint of a kind of Northern accent, but I, I couldn't quite. Yeah. It.
0: yeah, I have a little bit of a, a Northern lilt, but I don't know. I have quite an ambiguous accent. People tend to not quite get it first try round.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it's because I'm from the Midlands, like we don't mm. have as much of an accent so i I feel like I'm able to pick up accents a little bit clearer than some people mm. but yeah yeah nice. How are you finding university not being at university
0: um it's difficult it's certainly weird to just have like my student experience sort of end on you know a random Thursday in March um in twenty twenty but I guess you've just got to take it as it is there'll be other opportunities in my life um to live to live like a student I'm sure so yeah it's weird but we're making the best out of it
1: yeah so are you in your second year at the moment then
0: no third year I'm just wrapping everything up I should graduate um all being well this summer um yeah
1: So, you got the kind of like student parties and stuff out of the way. So, you got to experience those. Yeah, I
0: I got a fair bit of it, but it sort of felt like it was cut short. I was very looking forward to um, Durham has like uh, basically a month off after exams where just, you know, you go to balls, you go to parties, you go out loads. I was looking forward to my second year version of that. And obviously, we were in lockdown, um, which sucked a little bit, but maybe I'll get it this year if we all get vaccinated like Bojo hopes we will.
1: yeah i i still think it's probably gonna be a while until like our generation i mean you're obviously yeah. younger than me as well mm. um but i mean hopefully they'll they'll keep increasing the amount of vaccines that they can produce and hopefully we'll get yeah done hopefully yeah because yeah. you've been uh
0: furloughed for a while now haven't
1: you yeah there was um a good gap where i was able to work um almost a month or so maybe two months or so right. where i was like yeah. Able to do some weekend stuff, and then there was a bit where I was working an actual full on week um in the coffee van yeah. that we've got. um
0: Oh, yes, I saw that. It yeah,
1: looks very cool. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was cold and a bit, well, yeah. it was very quiet because th- there was no one out. Like, everyone's yeah. still being told to stay inside. So, yeah. yeah so, I've been o'ed for a long time. So, I think it's going to be weird when I do have to go back but I don't think it's just going to be like full on again I think it's just going to be gradually like a yeah goes, yeah sort of
0: like a, an uptick in people going outside yeah, slowly. exactly mm-hmm.
1: do you do you yeah. work as well or are you just taking advantage um, of being a full-time student I
0: do I'm a full-time student at the moment I've done bits and bobs like mainly sort of academic type work so I've been a research assistant um for a few weeks um I've you know, I did this summer, I did work for a company called Immerse Education, um, writing book reviews for them. They offer like six form courses, I believe, um, at like Oxford and Cambridge, you know, to sort of like push people into quite academic uh, degrees. So I write, I write occasionally for them. But at the moment, you know, it's quite difficult to find a job <laughs> as a student. Yeah,
1: no one's really taken anyone because people can't really go out or do much, can they?
0: Yeah. I guess yeah. research
1: kind of stuff can be done at home a little bit more, but...
0: Yeah, like, I've done, I've done my research for my dissertation this year, all from home, all online. Um, but, like, the sort of research that needs research assistance is usually in-person stuff, and psychology, psychologists have just been told, you know, you don't need to do that right now. Um, yeah, so there's, there's not much going in way of the, the work I've done previously.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, when things go back to a relative normal... Mm. there'll be a, a demand for it again
0: yeah please <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd love to I'd love to go back and do a bit more research um yeah
1: nice so how did you get into knitting then
0: um so there's a cafe in my hometown Skipton uh, that me and my mum went to and they have like a knitting almost like a knitting workshop type thing um one day a week I think it was a Thursday and we just went in the school holidays um maybe four or five years ago and I was taught you know garter stitch cast on cast off I made a scarf learned the basics um but then first year of university you know I'd done you know very very basic stuff but I started to really get into like chunky knitwear you know the classic stuff you see on knitting Instagram um and uh particular particularly um I think the brand is called this is lovey uh, hannah hamlin knit it was and um, she makes beautiful beautiful jumpers but they were just a bit out of my price range as a student because you know handmade items are going to be expensive so i i then decided okay i'm sure i can do this myself <laughs> and started to knit and progressively got better at jumpers until like i feel like i'm, I'm fairly okay at <laughs> making a, a, a pretty wearable jumper
1: I'd right say oh, so, like, looking at your the jumpers that you've made on your Instagram, they look awesome. Like, they
0: yeah, look, I'm I'm quite yeah. proud of them. They're, they're good, especially, like, I'm I'm fairly self-taught. So, you know, it feels like a good skill to, like, cultivate it myself. Yeah. You know, to be able to produce something physically and be like, hello, I made this, <laughs> rather than just, you know, all of my essays that get, I write on my laptop and then I submit digitally and I never really see a hard yeah. copy of. Yeah, it feels quite
1: yeah. good. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean mm. I think when when people discover chunky wool, like mm. it's a game changer, especially when you've you've tried knitting with smaller stuff and yeah. it's it's so time consuming. Like you yeah. spend an hour on it and you've done like a few rows but with, Yeah like chunky wool you can spend an hour on it and you've got half a jumper. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's great. It is it is wonderful to like see the growth in your work. It's like really rewarding, um yeah, like very, very immediately it's great
1: <laughs> yeah um where uh what kind of wool do you prefer to use at the moment?
0: um so like I tend to go for a hundred percent wool or a hundred percent cotton i I have a, a soft spot for as many people uh wool in the gang, and we are knitters, but they are mm-hmm. on the pricier side, so I'm trying to like look at um more more whoops, more cost effective. <laughs> Um, Yarns
1: at the moment, so I would recommend uh, checking out uh, Drops Eskimo. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've seen a lot of their stuff. It looks really lovely. It
1: it's Mm. like a bit thinner than like Crazy Sexy Wool, but it's again one hundred percent wool. um, And the price range is the price tag on it is way cheaper. Mm.
0: Um, It's like a fifty
1: gram ball, but it's still the same amount of weight. It's still like Cheaper than half half price than one of the gang, yeah, and it's, and it's still really good quality.
0: Yeah, I'll give that a a gander then. Sounds great. Like I originally I was using just like acrylic while I was learning, mm-hmm. um, but I decided to treat myself to some nicer stuff. If you know, I'm making items that are going to be in my wardrobe for years to come.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if it's going to be something that you're going to want to wear and keep, you're happy to spend that little bit of extra money. Like if you were in a yeah. shop as well. If you get if you see an item that you want to you're gonna buy and it's gonna last a long time mm. you're gonna want to invest in it
0: yeah like my um my mom always says you know you would pay so much money for the stuff i knit in a shop um like so yes the the yarn is a little bit on the pricey side but also it's a lot cheaper than a, a jumper i would buy of the same quality mm. um you know
1: And it's more personal as well. And you can make it Mm. fit you exactly how you want it to fit.
0: Yeah, completely. Yeah. And, like, I like the oversized stuff. um, But oftentimes with an oversized knit, you end up with, like, long arms. You look like Mr. Tickle. (laughs) So it's good to be able to, like...
1: Yeah, you can do those kind of balloon sleeve kind of things. So you've still got Mm. a lot of room, but it can actually fit the length of your arm so it's not just, like, dangling down. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I've started to like take apart some of like knitwear I have bought in shops and just repurpose the yarn from that and sort of make it into the same the same jumper, just a, a slightly altered version. Um, you know that that suits me better and fits me better. It's great. I, I love knitting. It's such a good skill to have. I think
1: that's really cool. I've I've heard that as like a growing kind of theme. Like um, I mm. spoke to Ezra Marty as well, um, mm. and she uses a lot of like reclaimed wool and stuff like that and never really buys anything first hand it's always second hand oh
0: that's wonderful
1: yeah i really like the idea of that but i think it's kind of hard to if you end up wanting to sell stuff it's kind of hard to have a consistency but yeah if that's your brand like for her it works because that's her brand
0: Mm. yeah i have like uh looked at quite a lot of like secondhand yarn in oxfams and stuff and there is some really nice stuff you can pick up but then trying to get something for a specific project can be quite difficult you've just got to sort of take what you you can
1: yeah if you're looking at doing like a patchwork jumper or Mm. scarf or something then yeah looking at charity shops is a good idea when they're open
0: yeah (laughs) probably not for a while
1: yeah still still a while to go but yeah but I I think when I started I I picked up some wool from charity shops and it was Mm. a good way of like getting some cheap wool that I could just practice with What's your favourite project that you've worked on so far?
0: Oh, gosh, it it tends to be my last project. I'm sure all knitters are like that, but whatever I've last completed, I tend to wear loads and loads and loads. And then I finish another jumper and I wear that loads and loads and loads. Um, I'm probably most proud overall of a good night day jumper. I made it with my first top down jumper um, and it felt like like an insurmountable task when I started. And I got to it and I was like, oh, actually, this is quite easy. But I'm, I'm still quite proud of, like, you know, managing to do something that I thought would be impossible.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I still need to try and work out how to do a top-down jumper. I still haven't done it yet.
0: Oh, Goodnight Days patterns are so, so good. Like, they're so simple for a beginner. Um, and, you know, use the classic chump- chunky yarn, which is great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> nice. That's cool. Um, yeah, because I, I, I think I used... Did you start your page like at the beginning of the first lockdown?
0: Yeah, I think I started it around April. Originally, I was going to post, you know, everything I make because I make quite a lot. I I cook, I bake, I crochet, I do art. But then the sort of knitting side of it took off, and I was like, ah, guess this, this is what I'm doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Do you do you have a page for your art and your other projects and stuff?
0: No, it's I'm not as good at it as I am with knitting so it tends to just be for me (laughs) you know I occasionally post it to the page but
1: yeah because I like I see that you I think you do a bit of baking that was like one of your Mm. knitting first posts as well do you like enjoy (laughs) baking and cooking and stuff
0: yeah I love baking it's it's fun I'm not great at it uh recently I made a tray bake and I took it out the oven and um just the whole center of it had collapsed so I've got a top the top of a tray bake and the bottom of a tray bake and then like the middle's just not not present because I took it out of the oven too early. Um so it can be a bit hit and miss, but I do really enjoy it as a hobby.
1: <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I think cooking can be if you just kind of like get into it, it can be like a really good, like mindful thing to do
0: as well. Yeah, completely. Like I love to cook for my friends, which is obviously quite difficult at the moment. Um, but once we're out of this lockdown, I intend to have loads and loads of dinner parties because i love to cook for the people that i love
1: yeah it's the same here as soon as as soon as like things are safe or me and my friends have got vaccinate vaccines i'm getting <laughs> loads of people around even though our apartment's really small i'm gonna get everyone around yeah what other hobbies do you have then
0: yeah i also um like university wise i write for the university newspaper quite a lot for latinate which is again something creative and quite fun to do and also hopefully quite good for my CV when I do eventually graduate Hmm. um so yeah that's fun eventually I'm thinking about a career in journalism at the moment but it's quite a difficult field to break into
1: (laughs) yeah I guess if you have a blog or something that you can just kind of post online
0: yeah a a bit
1: of a record
0: yeah I used to have a blog where I'd like write psychology essays Um, and publish them but it it never really I think it was mainly just me and my friends that looked at the blog so (laughs) I ended up just writing the same stuff but then keeping it private for me
1: yeah that's cool um where do you find your inspiration for when you're writing your patterns do you do you more so follow your uh, patterns or do you like to create your own stuff
0: oh I just sort of ad-lib as I go and then I tend to write up my patterns afterwards so I can go back and re-follow them um if I want to make a really similar jumper and eventually I'd, I'd really like to publish um, some patterns because, you know, there are a few jumpers where people have been, I'd really, you know, said they've, they'd really like to give knitting my stuff a go. Um, so that's one of my 2021 20, goals is to publish maybe like five patterns. Um, so nice. yeah, I, I, but mainly I just kind of, you know, ad-lib everything I knit.
1: I don't really follow many patterns unless I'm trying something completely new. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm also, after speaking to a bunch of people, I'm I'm in the process of trying to look at writing patterns.
0: Yeah, um, it's difficult though.
1: It's really hard, especially if you don't really read many patterns to begin mm. with. And then, yeah. like, I really want them to be really inclusive as well. So I would like yeah. them to fit everyone or everything if I make dog um, knitwear as well. Yeah. So it's trying to get my head around how to do that, because every time I think about it, my mind explodes i just i don't know <laughs> where to start
0: yeah no it's like trying to make my patterns fit everyone that is what puts me off writing them up most um because i i don't know most of my friendship group have a really similar body to me so it is i don't know who i'd who i'd knit them for and who i'd you know get to try them on to make sure everything fits so it is difficult yeah. and i think it is probably a problem quite a lot of pattern creators face
1: yeah it has been a common theme i think the way that i kind of want to go look into it is not necessarily think about it as for beginners but for people who are kind of into knitting and know the basics yeah make the people have to do a bit of work to work out the measurements to actually make it fit them mm. i think that's probably the easiest way of doing it but uh, yeah So just trying to make it i just want it to be right because i'm a yeah. perfectionist
0: Yeah, exactly. You don't want to, you know, charge someone for something that's not absolutely perfect.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I hope you're all enjoying this podcast so far. Here is Phoebe with a little update of how she's been doing since we recorded the episode.
0: Hi, just a quick video to update you on what I've been doing since me and Tom filmed our episode podcast a few months ago. Um, I finished my undergraduate dissertation and I'm currently doing my exams, I should graduate in June um, and then I'm you know, off into the adult world to find a job. Knitting wise I've not been getting that much done because I've been very busy with university um, but I did manage to finally start my zero-waste jumper I've been meaning to do for years now so I'm very excited to have that finished for summer.
1: Thank you Phoebe for that little update, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and we slip back into the conversation with us talking about her very cute cat.
0: Yeah, so um, I live alone this year, even though I'm a student. Um, I I was supposed to have a housemate, but I've ended up not having one this year. So it got to maybe the end of the first lockdown, and I just decided I'm gonna get a cat because all of my friends were at home with their parents, their family pets. um, And I I just needed a little bit of company. I've been thinking about it for a while anyway. Um, So I got little Tib, Tibalt. Which is a name and a half, but he is an absolute monster. Definitely did not think he'd be this much work when I got him, but I do love him.
1: <laughs> He's really cute. And I, I like the fact that he like claims your work every now and again
0: as well. Yeah. I'll just put a jumper on the floor, like try to measure it out, and he just goes and lies down and falls asleep on it. I'm like, right, I guess I'm not doing any more knitting tonight then. <laughs> yeah. 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 Does does Mokka do the same the same uh, thing yeah
1: she isn't as bad now she <sighs> she'll normally sleep at the end of the bed or kind of between us sometimes and then sometimes if we've got the blind open she'll like to sit on our shoulders and look outside the window oh quite sweet Which is, yeah but it's a pain in the backside because you're like sitting there with a cracked <laughs> neck and it's um she's getting really heavy
0: um, yeah i can imagine
1: she, yeah our neighbor's cat who stays with us every now and again before Mokka she used to sleep on the bed and if any time I had a bit of knitting around or if I put my project up on the counter where she normally sleeps she'll sleep on that rather than her blanket Um, but she also did this really weird thing where if we put a book down she would rather sleep on the book so like on a hard surface than a soft surface and it was like really odd so I would like if she was sleeping on my knitwear I would just get a book put it on the bed She'll go onto the book instead of my knittings. So. That's
0: bizarre. I've seen like, you know, the the photos of cats sitting like taped boxes, um and stuff. Like on Reddit or whatever. But I've never heard of that. Mango's yeah, a little weirdo.
1: We yeah. <laughs> we just found it really funny. And she luckily she's like she's come back and like living with us a bit more now. Um But yeah, she still gets up at what, I like between 12 and two o'clock in the morning she gets up she jumps down to go outside but Mokka hears her and then we always like at that kind of time we hear mocha run and sometimes a little bark so it's like the worst way to try and wake up at like or get woken up at midnight um and then i have to let her out which is the pain yeah <laughs> oh my god i can
0: imagine my um <laughs> My next door neighbour has a has a dog and dog does not like cats. But I think maybe Tib as a kitten was brought up with dogs. And just he does not understand that Poppy does not want to be his friend. <laughs> he goes and sits under the bush in my neighbour's garden. I've had to put up spikes in my garden to try and stop him getting over. Uh, we're going to get a cat deterrent to, to stop him wandering over. But oh my God, he gives it his all.
1: <laughs> That's so cute yeah um, is it a rescue cat then did you get or
0: um so not entirely it's sort of a weird situation um like I looked through all of the rescues but all of their cats needed either like they were special needs or they needed like a cat guardian um so someone who just like puts food outside um for the cats and has you know a homestead or quite a lot of land for these cats to roam on Um, and none of them really were the perfect fit I needed you know quite an easy cat uh, as my first cat, I, I I haven't really had cats before. We did when I was younger. Um, so I was just looking through pets at home after I looked through the RSPCA. Um, and there was the option, like most of them were, you know, fancy bred cats. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to pay loads of money um, for a purebred cat. I prefer just a normal moggy type cat. And then Tib and his three siblings came up as like an accidental litter in a barn that someone was selling for relatively cheap. Um, and I was like oh my gosh that's perfect so me and my boyfriend went to go see him um, and we just fell in love he was a a proper little cutie as all kittens are I guess but he was great yeah so it came about in not the way I expected to get a cat but (laughs) that's awesome Mm
1: -hmm. Nice. Um, As kind of like little words of like advice for people who are haven't started knitting yet but are interested in taking up a hobby where would you kind of like guide them to start
0: um well i think kits are pretty good you know get yourself a beginner kit um and you know follow that pattern and i just sort of remember that nothing is as hard as it looks on the box like you can do very easily a lot of a lot of knitting stuff um a lot of knitwear without you know really stretching yourself like you do have to learn a few techniques, but once you've got the basics down, it's fairly easy to to do fairly complex looking projects from a beginner standpoint. So, when did you start knitting?
1: Um, I started uh, probably like three, maybe four years ago. Time has gone. Um, I have no idea. Um, I I started it when I my I had a cafe for a couple of years, and it was ending. Um, kind of unfortunately it just wasn't enough trade and very, very stressful times. And I kind of needed a hobby to try and help turn off my brain. And I don't know what it was. It was just something about knitting that just kind of like I thought was quite attractive. And I think I saw like a couple of kits when we went to Aldi or something and I nearly got them. And then I think I ended up getting some wool from one of the gang or something and gave it a proper go but yeah I I did it as like a kind of form of kind of therapy in a way
0: Mm. it is very relaxing like I think like the repetitive motion is you know very very chilling if you've had a long stressful day
1: it really is and if you're doing something simple you can kind of if you know what you're doing you can just watch tv as well which is quite nice um and not feel guilty about watching tv and wasting time
0: yeah because you're making something
1: yeah which is something that I kind of struggled with is like I find it I just I don't know I just find it hard to sit still Mm. in that way but
0: yeah yeah no I get that I get like sort of a compulsion to be productive no matter what I'm doing Mm -hmm. you know whether I think it's because I've worked very very hard (laughs) through school um so I sort of get guilty if I'm you know sat down relaxing for too long so knitting really helps with that
1: yeah, which is crazy because we should be allowed to just sit back and relax and enjoy a bit of time to ourselves. Yeah, but Yeah, I, find, I think it's, like I, I tried, like people recommended like yoga and all that kind of stuff and trying to meditate and mm. uh, I just couldn't get into it. And then um, when I tried knitting, like that worked. So I just stuck with it. Yeah, wonderful that you found that outlet
0: then.
1: Yeah. I've always been quite a creative person, like I love cooking um, and I love creating things, but um, yeah, I mean, knitting can be quite an expensive hobby, but it can be really fun as well. Yeah, and the thing that I found as well is this knitting community is astonishing. Like, I don't think I've met one bad person from the knitting community.
0: Completely. It's just such a wholesome, supportive, you know, place to share your work everyone is always so congratulatory, no matter what you've done.
1: Yeah, and if you ever need help, there's always someone out there that's willing to give you a help. Like no yeah. one's expecting anything in return. They just mm. want to see you do well. So that's that's why I love this community and that's, that's why I'm really enjoying getting to talk to amazing people like yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely to have a chat with someone that I've admired. I think you were one of the first people I followed when I started like even just looking at knitting on instagram not even starting my account
1: (laughs) that's cool that's good to hear um is there anything you kind of want to cover or talk about on here
0: not particularly like no no, just like a message to the people (laughs) Yes. you know carry on everything will be all right in the end and just i guess keep your chin up above the water um and do what you can but you don't have to feel super productive or foster new skills um, although knitting is a really good one <laughs> to start if you if you do have a bit of spare time, which we all do at
1: the moment. So, yeah. Thank you, Phoebe, for talking to me. And I think uh, very good words to end the conversation with there uh, as well. Um, I hope you've all really enjoyed the conversation. I really enjoy talking to Phoebe. So some little updates from me. Uh, this week, as we're recording this episode, uh, we're kind of in the next phase of the UK roadmap cafes and restaurants and hospitality are starting to open their doors and let people inside. Um, so my work has started getting a little bit busier, which is quite nice. I'm in the kitchen, I'm doing coffees, I'm being able to serve customers as well. So it's kind of nice being back at work, but it is, uh, it is quite stressful coming back, which I'm quite glad that I've got my knitting and crafts and puppy and girlfriend and everything to come home to. So trying to get back into that work life balance again so with that uh if you can and you feel comfortable enough please go and support your local independent cafes and restaurants because it's very important every everyone struggled uh through this time especially kind of hospitality because there's been so many restrictions on what we have to do and um a lot of us have had to really adapt to what we're doing and the new way of serving people um like the food that we produce as well so um if you can and you feel s- feel comfortable enough to go outside, please go and support your local independents. And that's not just hospitality, like local kind of like craft stores and um, independent like little shops as well. We all kind of need to help support them. Uh, This week I've also been doing uh, quite a bit of baking over the weekends. Um, I've really got into making uh, croissants and kind of patisserie kind of stuff. So um, I'm planning, I've got a couple of days coming up next week that I'm going to be off. So I'm planning on recording uh, a little video on how to make some vegan uh, croissants and pan chocolates So that's going to be quite exciting. Uh, I had quite a good feedback on my Instagram about um, people wanting to see how they're made. So uh, I think I'm going to try and record that next week. And it will probably take me a couple of weeks or so to actually edit that down. um, Because I've still got a few more episodes of the podcast to do. But yeah, thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much, Phoebe, for being on the podcast. Uh, Please don't forget to like and subscribe. And more importantly, share the podcast as well. The more people that get to hear this, uh, the more people hopefully it can help and inspire. Next week on the podcast, I have Ellie from Ellie Joy Ceramics. Um, Had a really good conversation with her. uh, So make sure you tune in next Friday for another episode. See you soon.